0: This is Here's How, Ireland's political, social and current affairs podcast, presented by William Campbell.
1: Thank you for downloading episode 59 of Here's How. It's more than three years since we had and rejected the referendum to abolish Shannad Aron. How has it been doing ever since? And what about all those promises of reform? In this episode, I'm talking to one of the people who campaigned to keep the Shannon.
0: Here's How is Ireland's political, social and current affairs podcast. Make your view heard. Just dial 076 603 5060 and tell the world what you're thinking your voicemail may be included in the next podcast you can find tips on recording your contribution and other ways to contact the show at slash call the disclosures
1: tribunal is the tribunal into the treatment of Garda whistleblowers chaired by judge peter charlton opposition parties have called for it to be expanded they're wrong They were wrong to get it established, and they were wrong to see a widening of its remit. In recent years, we've had the McCracken Tribunal, the Moriarty Tribunal, the Mahan Tribunal, the Lindsay Tribunal, the Barr Tribunal, the Boyle Tribunal, the Morris Tribunal, and the Smithick Tribunal, and that's just the tribunals. There was also the Farrelly Commission, the Fennelly Commission, the Banking Sector Commission, the McLaughlin Commission, the Bailey Borough Garda District Investigation, the Mother and Baby Homes Commission, the IRBC Commission and others. And just to show you how much the currency of these investigations have been devalued, you didn't even notice that I put in a fake one there, the McLaughlin Commission. And actually that's a lie, the McLaughlin Commission does exist. It's investigating the shooting of a bank robbery suspect by the Gardee. The fake one was the Boyle Tribunal, and you didn't notice that either. And before I get to John Oliver on this, the point is that we have so many of them, we know that if inquiries solved anything, we'd be well sorted. Consider this. The Gardee are in a state of disarray, with low morale, poor discipline, lack of oversight, and a culture of silence. It could have been written last week, but that was how Village Magazine summarised the report of the Morris Tribunal in 2005. A dozen years later, the Charlton Tribunal could save a lot of time and effort by just doing Ctrl-C, Control v with the findings of the Morris Tribunal. The state already has a body to investigate crime. It's called angarda one of the excuses they give for not doing their job is that they don't want to interfere with the work of the tribunal, as though the judge was that mummified Buddhist monk whose followers insist that he's just deep in meditation. The Moriarty Tribunal found as fact in 2011, more than six years ago, that Michael Lowry had an insidious and pervasive influence over the awarding of the 086 licence to Dennis O'Brien's company Digiphone. Ever since, Justice Ministers Shatter and Fitzgerald have been parroting the same line again and again that the Garda are waiting for the advice of the Director of Public Prosecutions with a view to determining whether or not a full Garda investigation should be commenced. And when I say parroting it, I don't mean that they've been giving roughly the same message. They've actually said exactly the same text word for word at least five times in the doll. i I'll give links to those speeches. But the real point is that they have spent six years, the Gardy has spent six years waiting for advice on whether or not to begin a criminal investigation. The bones of the story were known since 1997, when the Moriarty Tribunal was established. That's why it was established, 20 years ago, so they're 20 years late on starting a criminal investigation. in nineteen seventy-five. Cardinal Sean Brady, then a 36-year-old priest, took statements from two young victims of the notorious rapist Brendan Smith. He swore the boys to secrecy, telling them that it would be a grave sin for them to tell anyone what they suffered, such as, for example, reporting it to Gardie. When this came to light following the 2010 Murphy report, Brady claimed that he understood that some other priest would report it to Guardy, but he never got curious about why weeks, months and years later there was no report of Smith being arrested. For 18 more years, Brendan Smith raped and abused children who might have escaped had Brady not browbeaten the earlier victims into silence. Compare that to the case of the UK cabinet minister Chris Heune. He dodged penalty points when his wife agreed to report that she, and not he, was driving their car when it was clocked speeding. When uncovered, Hewn and his wife were convicted of perverting the course of justice, forcing his resignation from Parliament and from Cabinet. He served two months of an eight-month jail sentence, and he was subjected to curfew enforced by electronic tagging for the rest of his sentence. He went from the Cabinet table to HMP Wandsworth for fiddling penalty points. In Ireland, Section 41 of the Criminal Justice Act is the equivalent law. It says... A person who harms or threatens, menaces or in any way intimidates or puts fear in another person, who is a witness or potential witness for an offence, with the intention thereby of causing the investigation or the course of justice to be obstructed, perverted or interfered with, shall be guilty of an offence. Listeners, you can decide whether you think that Cardinal Brady should be charged under that law, but the Garda Shikona have not seen fit even to open an investigation, much less take him in for questioning, in the seven years since his role in the Brendan Smith cover-up has become public. The Flood Tribunal found as fact 15 years ago that Oliver Barry of Century Radio paid Ray Burke an enormous bribe for favouring his station. Burke was briefly sent to jail for filing false tax returns, in other words he didn't declare the bribe for tax purposes, but neither Burke nor Barry were ever the subject of a criminal investigation for bribery. Tribunals and commissions are not insidious just because they achieve nothing. They actively shield the guilty from prosecution – For the years that they continue, they mustn't be disturbed by such frivolities as bringing criminals to justice. And when they report, they give fodder to otherwise unheard-of backbenchers and senators who are wheeled out to focus on lawyers' fees and distract from the findings until public anger dissipates. In Ireland, any objective observer can see that just like that mummified monk... Justice is dead.
0: Do you agree? Do you disagree? If you want your point of view heard, dial oh seven six six zero three five zero six zero and leave a contribution for the show. The lines are open twenty four seven, and you can find tips on how to record a good contribution and other ways to contact the podcast at here'show.e slash call.
1: In October 2013, there was a referendum to decide whether or not to abolish the Shannad. It was narrowly defeated, and one of the people who was in part of the successful campaign to defeat it was the former Green Party TD and Senator Dan Boyle. He's on Skype with me now. Um, Dan, during that campaign, there was an awful lot of talk about uh, saying the Shannon should
2: be not re- abolished, it should be reformed. How's the reform going? Uh, very slowly, indeed. Uh, I, I think we have an interesting Shannon that's been selected subsequently. Uh, and I, I think the uh, the Doyle arithmetic should be helpful to the situation. But uh, the Taoiseach and the Kenny has been particularly unhelpful in, in trying to progress uh, any movement towards Shannon reform whatsoever. Uh, there are templates there. We have uh, uh, an agreed report from a number of years ago uh, that uh, Mary O'Rourke and Michael McDowell would have been involved with.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: and it's, it, it seems the easiest path forward in, in the sense that it doesn't require any constitutional changes. Uh, but for the most part, the issue has just been messed around with with the uh, with the, the various constitutional con- conventions that have been put in place since that referendum. Uh, and there's no real sincerity uh, on, on the half of, of uh, the political establishment to have actual Shannon reform. Um, was there ever? I think uh, there is amongst some uh, and and uh, people can see the value of it if, if looked at in the terms of having better quality legislation, which is the whole point of having a second house or a revising chamber. Uh, but, uh, it, it easily gets caught up in a, a populist view that, uh, there are too many people involved in, in politics. It's not a good use of public money, uh, that uh, the country would be better run by Michael O'Leary. All these narratives, uh, that. Oh, and, hold on a second.
1: That's a, that's a bit. <laughs> that, that, there's, there's an awful lot of shades of difference between we should have the gravy train, train that is the Shannon and the country should be run by Michael O'Leary. Um, Wasn't the campaign, particularly the Democracy Matters campaign that was uh, this coalition of people for retaining the Shannon, wasn't that fundamentally dishonest?
2: No, I don't think so, because I I suppose a comparison could be a a, a contrast with the, the Brexit campaign in Britain, where... Where people were trying to stop something happening, coming out of the EU, and they, they actively lied to change what an actual situation was.
1: Yeah, but no, but hang on a second. The people who were campaigning to retain the Shannon, and I'm looking and I'll put in the notes for this podcast, I'll put uh, images of some of the, um, some of the leaflets, but I have one here from, there was one group called Future Matters. And they have two sides uh, and they say, vote no to abolition, vote for reform. And they pl- presented it as being alternatives, either reform or abolition. There was never any reform on the agenda. That's true, isn't it? No, I don't think so.
2: There have been 13 reports on how de- de- uh, the Shannon should, should be reformed from uh, from the 1930s. And, and not uh... a, not a one of them implemented. Well, um, not really seriously. I think there have been cosmetic changes along the way, but nothing that has changed the fundamental political or constitutional position of the uh, Shannon. I think it's slightly unfair to say that those who are promoting a a yes... uh, I no vote against abolition in, in that referendum have uh, failed to deliver. They haven't been in a position to achieve. They have not been in government. They have well, not they been the pro well, well,
1: that's not true because Fianna Fáil have been in government, uh, and they were leading
2: the campaign uh, to retain the Charlotte. Well, not, well, actually, not since the referendum. But you, you might say they're they're in and out of government at the moment. But they haven't formally been in government since. <laughs> so, sorry,
1: that's true. I, I I didn't manage to tell the difference. Sometimes sometimes you forget. Um. But, for example, uh, and I'm looking specifically at one of the Democracy Matters uh, leaflets here, and these are three bullet points. I'm not taking them from different places. They're straight in a row, and I'll read it out verbatim. It says, more democracy, gender equality, experts in the er Erectus. Wasn't there a fundamental contradiction between the people who are saying we will reform the the Shannad and ha- make it more democratic, make it more democratically elected, and we will reform the Shannad and have it uh, make have it uh, bring in experts in particular areas.
2: No, I don't think so, because the people who, who made those arguments still believe in those arguments, still want to see those things happening.
1: No, no, but uh, either, they... either, either the Shannad represents special interests, or it is democratically elected. It can't be both. <sighs>
2: I think the formula that came up in that McDowell-Rourke report is something that's eminently feasible. It does talk about… Okay, so you have
1: something that you you think you have something that is possible and desirable. Give us a picture of what that is.
2: Well, that that report, for instance, forty-three uh, of the sixty seats in the, the Shannon at the moment are, are elected by an electorate that's about a thousand people, mm-hmm. uh, members of the and county councillors, city and county councillors. Yeah, uh, there's nothing to stop that electorate being every single person in the country. There's nothing in the constitution that stops that from happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what what the, would the, what would its point be? It, its point would be that uh, that you could opt in and out of the various vocational panels, that so people could decide whether they're an elector. or or a candidate for uh, cultural education or Um, industrial and and commercial. What on
1: earth is the benefit of that? Other other than manage, I mean, I can see how, okay, you can crowbar that into the current um, constitutional requirements, but what's the actual point of it?
2: Well, what it does is it helps refine and define politics in the sense that you have specialized electorates, specialized candidates who will be addressing particular issues in a, in a, a newly defined context. Uh, and and it's it's utterly to democratic. what end? Like to what end? In in the end, that you get a better quality of public representative.
1: Okay, hold on. Let's let's go back and look at where the Shannon came from. In 1931, there was a an encyclical from Pope I think Pius the Eleventh. It was called a Quadragesimo Anno. And it essentially was a response to the uh, growing amount of uh, demand for the end of empires and the demand for democracy in Europe. Um, the the papacy and the Catholic Church at the time was fairly solidly against democracy, and they could see that the uh, empires had collapsed after World War One. And their response was to uh, was this uh, encyclical, which suggested panels. Of vested interests of various different, um, various different supposed experts or leaders of industry. And this was the basis of Italian fascism, um, whereby they were opposed to democracy, but they uh, realized that they, that they needed some sort of uh, decision making body. And this is what influenced the 1937 constitution. And you get these panels. Um, how many people are on the agricultural panel?
2: Uh, it's either eleven or thirteen. It's probably okay. eleven. I think. Yeah. yeah. How many people are on the software panel? I think there. That's a, a, an excellent argument for re- looking at and, and reviewing the panel system. Yeah, but that's I, not I, possible
1: I, without without rev- without removing you know, the, the, what the, the, we that
2: requires constitutional change. Yeah. Uh, so, and, so my and, my and point I, is,
1: there's I, no I, way within the current constitutional arrangement to make the Shannon in any way rational.
2: Well, no, no. The, the, you still have t 6 nominees, which is the the committee were saying should be allocated on a specified basis, uh, and and that could bring in uh, defined people that that would t- take into account change society, change technology. Uh, the, the changed nature of the world we're living in. I'm not a great fan of corporate structures, but if we're, if we're going to achieve standard, standard reform, we have two routes. Mm-hmm. One is to use the existing structures and to try to change it legislatively to make it more democratic, or two is to try to change it constitutionally, which is a lot more messy. Uh, and I think there's a lot of value in, in the uh, McDowell-O'Rourke uh, report that, that, that helps us go down uh, the first road a great distance.
1: It does seem, though, that between yourself, Michael McDougall, and um, uh, Mary O'Rourke, the three things, I mean, you're very, very different politically uh, people, uh, the one thing that you have in common is that you've benefited uh, from the gravy train. Oh,
2: gosh. I wish I had. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I it certainly isn't showing you my bank account in, in the moment. Anyway, I can I, tell I, that. Dan, Dan uh, I think that's very
1: tone deaf to an awful lot of people. You were uh, a deputy leader of the Shannon uh, yes. for 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 four years. That is a position that came with a salary far more than an awful lot of Irish people will ever see.
2: Uh, and, and, and I'm aware of that. I'm, I'm also aware that I just paid off a £30,000 debt after uh, 20 years of electioneering. So it's uh, my, my contribution to public life is nothing I'm going to apologise for. And I, I'm, I'm proud to have served. Uh, and I'm proud to... Sure, to but what does pay, the pay, is, Okay, manage, uh,
1: Even at its high watermark, after uh, 70 or whatever years of existence, nobody has found why... It
2: should exist. Well, I can, I can, I can, I can tell you something. My, my, my proudest political achievement was done through the Shannon, not the Doyle. Tell me. I, I, I introduced a, a private members' bill. Uh, it passed all stages in the Shannon.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I received a commitment then from the uh, the, the uh, minister for state and the Department of Health, who subsequently saw that bill through the following Doyle, and it was an amendment uh, of the Mental Health Act that uh, uh, allowed that that. that that finished the principle of coercion in relation to applying electroconvulsive therapy treatment.
1: It, that, uh, that I'm sure that that's valuable. It's not an area that I'm expert on. But I don't. It wouldn't, think you, it wouldn't that, have
2: happened in a dial setting. It wouldn't have happened in a dial setting. I would argue because the 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 shattered. Uh, it debates differently, it examines differently, and it, it brings about a, a long-term approach to the legislation. D- Dan, the are, you that, are you seriously Are you
1: seriously following the that. argument that, that. That, that the Shannon, the failed county councillors and the chums of the current Taoiseach, for some reason, have a, a better uh, debating style? I mean, I'm just looking at a couple of things. First of all, if you look at Google Trends, you can see that the Shannon shows up in Google searches roughly zero other than when there's an election, and the only other and the only real big spike was actually around the time of the uh, around the time
2: of the election. Look, but the Google, Google, for, for example, Google, Google just itself, well, look, I'll give you examples because Google Trends is a modern invention. Uh, the first debates on social policy in this issue, on the issues of divorce, on civil partnership and, and, and same sex marriages, uh, on, on issues like contraception, all happened in the Senate. No, not they didn't. In they the happened Island. in the pubs and clubs around Ireland. Well, it, politically, they happened in the Senate. They were yeah, but, but first what what politically do the, advanced what, do in the they, Senate.
1: what do those debates have over and above the,
2: uh, sitting on a bar stool on a Friday night? Well, first of all, they introduce the I- issue. Secondly, they tease out the issue. Thirdly, they put Still a, the difference. A legal background on it. Look, you don't pass any laws in the bar stool. You and, know, you don't. And, and and to be fair, you don't <laughs> pass any laws
1: in the Shannon either. But for example, right. since you've quoted those, we, we've had had, for example, Ned Fleet Ned o, uh sorry, Sullivan, O'Sullivan, uh, who introduces the you know pressing topic of uh, seagulls getting above and beyond themselves to put him uh, to to put it in his words. Um, we have Joe O'Reilly uh, just recently telling us that the uh, ban on pubs opening on Good Friday is a part of our national identity. Do really people have nothing better to be saying than this sort of nonsense?
2: Well, I, I, I think for every O Sullivan and and, uh, and Joe O'Reilly, you have a Healy Way, you know, you have, you have a Matty McGrath. Uh, you have yeah, the, but the, the point the is, the fact fact and much as I dislike them, be-
1: they're democratically elected, and in the Shannon, nobody is.
2: But that isn't... Well, actually, uh, everyone is. Uh, People are either elected by people who themselves are elected or they're appointed by someone who has been elected. You know, so but the door everyone is, is democratic they have elected. a different form of elected everyone in nichanit is elected they have a different form of election that that's true of other second chambers the german second chamber I, I, is also elected by people who are elected and not by popular vote the french second chamber is also elected by people who are elected and not by popular none vote none
1: of this it's- is none of this is a, an excuse for the type of nonsense we hear out of the fedumahili rays and the Nel- Ned O'Sullivans and the Paul cocklands and a whole horde of other people that we've I, never y- heard your, of.
2: Your, your problem is not with the institution, it's with political no, culture. No, no, I, no. no, no my problem altogether. is with the
1: institution and and those people, because of the almost zero attention that is given by the media to the Shannon, because that's what it deserves, those people get in and get fat salaries in order to aggrandize themselves and keep a seat warm that they hope to win in the next
2: doll. Uh, well, that's motivation for some people. It isn't the motivation for every uh, uh, person. There are people who, who seek election to the Shannon uh, and, and want to retain a membership of the shannet because they believe it's a valuable institution. Uh, okay, are, well, then, let's, let's it. put I'll, it. I'll let's
1: that. put it ideally in, in as you would see it. Yeah. Should the doll be democratically elected, and by democratically elected, I mean that each person can cast a vote that has a real contribution to electing the people there.
2: You mean the shadow? I do believe that. I've always believed that.
1: Yes. Oh, okay. So if you do that, that means that you can, it will, it will be run by political parties because the, it's plainly obvious that when people vote for, for good or ill, they vote overwhelmingly for uh, political parties or independent politicians. They don't vote for so-called Uh, experts or academics. Well, that's not
2: necessarily true because we we actually have had one public candidate election in this country in 1925.
1: Okay, Uh, what happened a century ago isn't that relevant. Look, we have... No, 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 Dan, Dan, Dan. Dan. Let's, let's, Let's be reasonable on this. When you look at presidential elections... European elections, local elections, and Dáil elections—they all go along more or less the same party lines. There's no distinct pattern where you can see that uh, people vote dramatically differently in, for example, local elections than they do in Dáil elections.
2: Well, actually, that is not true. I mean, the, the, the independents and smaller parties are more likely to get higher votes in second-level elections. That—that's—that is a trend. Uh, 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 and, yes,
1: but but there is no trend. That of this, that people claim that the door, that the Shanod should be the place uh, for experts and academic debate. There is no trend that people assess, that voters assess people on that basis.
2: Well, you could make the case that it was put to the people and the people decided otherwise. You know, so I mean, if you want to make the case that the people were lied to, I think that's an unfair argument because the 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 potential of change still exists, and the people who should be introducing the change are refusing to do so.
1: But people who, in hindsight. The people who said, if you miss this opportunity to abolish the Shannon, there will be no reform and it will be very unlikely you'll get another opportunity. That was entirely correct, wasn't it?
2: Uh no, not necessarily. I think uh, as with divorce, uh, as with the uh, Lisbon and and these treaties, there are questions that can be put again and again. As a democrat, I have no difficulty with this, <laughs> none at all. I mean, I, I, and I I would favour mechanisms that existed in our first constitution, with our first, the first Shannon had the opportunity of having public uh brought about by by uh, petition.
1: But the, these are basically, and and it got abolished, and with good reason. The these are toys of political theorists in reality voters pay relatively little attention they know the party they like and they know when they get to dislike them and they vote on that basis and the the level of detail in voting decisions needed uh, for that type of uh, that type of arrangement to work just doesn't exist
2: well, I, I think there's a lot of presumptions you're making there. I, I, I think uh, public engagement and interest in, in the Doyle is, is quite low. I think the ability of people on the yeah, to understand who their elected represent it, it may be higher, but it's still low. And, and the ability to even know who their elected representatives are is, is quite low. So you, you're, you're presuming there's a, a level of public engagement that exists with the the the, the general political system, which which uh, doesn't exist at all. And again, I'm, I'm hundred percent certain. However, low that
1: en- that engagement is with the doll, it's uh, it is
2: vastly higher than it is with the Shannon. Well, yeah, p- yeah, probably. But the problem is not institutional; it's cultural. We we we, we claim to be a sophisticated electorate. We claim to be uh, a widely consulted. Nobody p- uh, a, but a politician says that. Well, I'm not too sure about that. I mean, uh, I've I've heard uh, a lot of people who are in in, in uh, uh, in in the in the diplomacy and civil service mentioned that it's 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 a constant myth that we invented about the ourselves. The political elite right? I, may say yeah. that yes but no no no, no, yeah. no nobody
1: says that on, on on a bar stool anywhere outside Dublin 4. But just to go to the the core point of it. And looking again and I'm going to post some of these leaflets and it just shows how dishonest that uh, democracy matters campaign was. At the same time and often in the same breath people were saying that The Shannad should be more democratically elected, and that it should have uh, places reserved for minorities. Those two are just fundamentally impossible. That's true,
2: isn't it? Uh, I don't I, No, I don't accept that. No, I think it, it is possible to square that particular circle. Uh, what you have is, is that you have uh, the overwhelming number of places that are voted for, and you have a recognition of minorities in a set number of spaces. That, that exists so you have reserved system. seats
1: that don't get democratically elected? No,
2: no, they are elected by a specified electorate, which is democratic in itself. Such as? Well, the original Shannon operated on that basis. The, the original Shannon was appointed to protect minorities and had a large representation of minority uh, members as a result of that. In fact, it was kind of a historically it played a, an extremely important role to, to help blend people who would have been part of the British establishment I, into I, the I new I think the Irish word state. you're searching for is Protestants. Uh, well, that would have been the significant minority.
1: Uh, oh, and, and okay, okay, listeners can decide for themselves whether they think it's it's it is possible to both be more democratic and more representative of minorities' invested interests. No, you, another, like, uh, we, 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 uh, no, 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 no <laughs> to, I don't want to <laughs> yeah. go around in circles. Another claim that was made, another claim that was made was that the Shannon would not be just a talking shop but it wouldn't have the power to overrule the doll. Those two are fundamentally incompatible, and people got up on uh, platforms and almost within the same breath said that those two reforms would be made. Those are totally incompatible with each other.
2: Again, that's a question of emphasis. The the, the second chamber of any functioning democracy is not there to overrule its lower house. Uh But to the extent that
1: it isn't, it is a talking shop.
2: It is a revising chamber.
1: Okay, but it couldn't both be more and less powerful uh,
2: simultaneously. And
1: people who were promising that it could were dishonest.
2: No, if you're talking about effectiveness, of course it can. Of course it can. No one is saying that Shannon is perfect. Shannon has to improve its game, has to up its game. And that was a feature of the the campaign itself. Uh, What's your evidence for that? The fact is that... No, no, you said it has
1: to improve its game. Obviously, it doesn't. It's as much of a joke as it ever was, and it's as much of a gravy train as it ever was.
2: Look, there are two value-put judgments on your part, and, and, and Do I'll, you disagree I'll with them? I with agree. I partially agree with you. I partially agree with you because I, I think when you make those type of arguments, it's broad brush strokes, and it implies that anyone who's involved has the same motivation. No, and, no, and, no I, and think there's, uh, I think there's uh, about
1: maybe half a dozen people in the challenge who are worthwhile, and that might be a loss. Do you know the platform that that half a dozen people who are worthwhile have? I think it's far
2: more than that. I think it's far more than that. I think it's far more than that. Uh, I
1: well, we we can. We can disagree on that and we can see how much uh, impact they make to to judge that. But uh, you are correct to say that this kind of broad brushstroke and, and um it, taking ridiculous examples isn't a good argument in itself, but it speaks to how little respect the people in the institution have for it.
2: Uh, well, not only people, in and uh, certain people in the institution. Okay, and, so and, when
1: people who are sh- members of Shanadaren get up and make ludicrous speeches a- a- about seagulls as though they were something new, that is, that particular senator having contempt for the Shannad?
2: Well, I don't think that's... To, first of all, you'd have to have motivation to do that. I mean, people's ability to either articulate or, or, or to, to define... A, a coherent argument is, is a different thing altogether. Uh, whether someone has a contemptuousness for democratic procedures or institutions, I, I think you'd have to be quite willful to do that. No, no,
1: no. I, I don't think so. I think it's just that they—that someone who says that, or someone who repeats ludicrous uh, conspiracy theories that they half read and half misunderstood off uh, conspiracy we- uh, websites like Pascal Mooney or Fidelmi Healy, uh, whatever her name is, um people who don't have the courtesy to check out what they're saying and get up and make a speech as though they were half caught in a you know on a bar stool on a Friday night and have that level of quality of their debate they are holding it in contempt aren't they
2: William, you've just described the President of the United States. <laughs> there are the same, in the there the are is, in the characters of the people involved. Yeah, it is not if, the institution that is bringing about and, that.
1: And if 90% of the Presidents of the United States had that attitude, you would start saying that that's probably not a worthwhile institution.
2: Uh, to be replaced
1: by what? <laughs> well, well, fortunately, the Shannon does sod all, so it doesn't need to be replaced with anything.
2: Well, the, the question, I, I think even since the referendum, there have been some significant votes where legislation have been changed in, in the, legis- the shannon that has proved its useless. Uh, sure, uh, yeah, but
1: that could have been done in the Doyle. It was just done for... This is one of the myths. That's the whole
2: point. It couldn't have been done in the Dáil. And particularly in this particular Doyle, there is a need for a, a separate chamber to revise legislation to look at it properly. If you look at the issue of water, for instance, look at the mess that the Doyle is making out of water. Uh, there, there is no rational debate. There, there is no logical coherence or consistency in that debate. You need to have a political chamber with people who look at a long-term view. That, uh, that, but, but what, what, what have motivates a them to do that? About do, you, do, you really a that
1: do you really think that, that uh, um, people like Mooney or Fidel Mihaly Ames uh, who, who, who parrot off stuff that they read from uh, conspiracy theory websites, do you think that's a, a long-term view?
2: both of those examples you just mentioned, like me, are no longer members of the Senate. So they're, they're, they, they have nothing to do with the current argument. Yeah, yeah, There's but no actually, the, the, the the, I, can,
1: I can remember them. The current members of the Senate the are so forgettable that I can't actually remember uh, hardly any of them off the top of my head. But we've had a good argument, Dan Boyle, uh, former Green Party TD and Senator. Thank you very much for talking to me. Thanks,
0: everyone. If you like the Here's How podcast, please rate and review the show on iTunes and other podcast providers. Share it on Facebook and Twitter, tell your friends, but most of all, make your views heard. Call us on 076 603 5060.
1: That's almost the end of episode 59 of Here's How, Ireland's political, social and current affairs podcast, published on the 18th of March 2017. I have images of the Shannad abolition referendum literature that I was talking about and references to most of the other things in the show notes for this episode on the website. And one new feature, I know there's a lot of people out there who don't necessarily have iPhones or don't use podcast software and they just listen to the podcast on the website. So I have a new feature, you can submit your email and get an alert each time a new podcast comes out. I promise I won't use it for anything else. Just enter your email address and you get a simple email with a link to click and listen to each new podcast. If you can think of a topic that should be covered in a future show, or if you want to suggest someone to include, and that could be yourself, then let me know. If you like the podcast, please go on iTunes and give it a rating or even write a nice review. Also, please like the show on Facebook, follow the podcast on Twitter at Here's How Podcast, Follow Dan Boyle at Send Boyle and subscribe to the podcast so new shows automatically come into your podcast feed. You can use iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio or any other podcast app or software or, like I said, you can subscribe by email now as well. There is full information about all of that and contact details for the show all at www.hereshow.ie. The next show will be uploaded shortly. The Here's How podcast is produced and presented by me, William Campbell. Thank you for listening.